You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And a good Monday, everybody. Think we have enough to talk about today or what? Man, Kings last night beating the world champs. You've got the 49ers, the Raiders who look lost. You've got that great Buffalo-Minnesota game and a horrible decision by the replay official not to review what could have been uh, a game-changing play. I mean, terrible. You've got Green Bay maybe getting back up off the mat. Tom Brady goes to Munich, and the Bucks beat the Seahawks. We've got a lot of things going on, plus your phone calls right here on Listen App. Just got done with a great show with Sean Salisbury on my YouTube live channel. If you missed it, uh, we also talked some Kings basketball with Ryan and Sacktown. Just go and check it out if you don't like that with Grant Napier. 49ers, good second half. Let me tell you, when that offense is clicking, and it will with that defense, boy, oh, boy. You know, the Vikings look like they're for real. I mean, they just keep winning. They find ways to win. Philadelphia playing tonight, and they're undefeated. But, boy, oh, boy. Again, I think the Niners, I told you this a couple weeks ago, we're going to win the NFC West. And I still think they're going to win the NFC West. And right now, you look at Philly, you look at Minnesota, you look at San Francisco. Of those three teams, how would you rank them? Personally, I think San Francisco would beat Minnesota head-to-head. I, I really do, because I think that their ability to get to the quarterback is huge. So time will tell. There's a long way to go. All right, the Kings last night win. They are 6-6, six and six, so they've climbed out of their own four-hole. Brooklyn coming up next, then Detroit. You hit the road, so you got to pad your schedule a little bit because you got a very difficult road trip coming up. If you want to talk about that, we can do so uh, right here on Listen Up. You hit your hand icon, raise your hand. And we will do it. All right. So we got a lot of good, uh, a lot of good things to talk about. I want to hear from you, though. All right. I want to hear from you and give me your thoughts on everything that's going on in the world of sports. Jerry Reynolds, three o'clock Pacific on YouTube Live on Wednesday. So we'll talk a lot more about the Kings. Then had some really good shows over the weekend. Friday, YouTube Live with uh, the Lakers. React. Then last night I was on Listen App trying to figure out my schedule for after the Nets game. I may not be able to do a post game show uh, after that game. I'm trying to figure it out. All right. I'm going to do my best. I got a conflict that I'm trying to work around. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll do the best. All right. Uh, I, I can't do all 82 games, but I'm going to do as many as I can because, you know, I love doing it. Uh, there's an interest. 
I mean, we had a hell of an audience on Friday night for the YouTube show after the Lakers game. So I, I, I'm going to do it, all right? As long as the interest is there and the interest is there, then I am going to do it. All right, Giants keep winning. They are now 7-2 and two, with the Lions coming into town on Sunday. Then they play at Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. The 49ers, as we said, starting to find themselves, starting to get their health back. And with Christian McCaffrey now in that offense, I, I don't really know how you would game plan the 49ers right now. I really don't. I, I don't know how you game plan that team. I mean, what, what do you go in? You say, well, we're going to stop this guy. Well, we're going to send it. Well, uh, what is Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey? I'm not sure. Here's what I am sure about, though. The Raiders are a disgraceful organization right now. And Derek Carr, who is as loyal as they come, all right, wearing his emotions on a sleeve after the game. Listen, I'm not, I'm not a Raiders guy, but I, I really appreciate Derek Carr. You know, I appreciate in an era where we hear there's no loyalty in pro sports. That guy is all bought in with the Raiders. But he's in a messed up franchise with an owner who is awful and Mark Davis. Terrible. And Josh McDaniels, good Lord. So Jeff Saturday, with no coaching experience, zero, in either college or the NFL, brings a bad Colts team into Vegas, and they win the game. You want to talk about bad? Is that rock bottom for the Raiders? Is that rock bottom? I mean, if it's not rock bottom, it's pretty damn close. It is pretty damn close. That's embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing that Jeff Saturday, with no experience, can bring a bad team into Vegas and beat your team. And I'm sure there are other guys that give a damn in the locker room besides Derek Carr, but we know Derek Carr cares, okay? We, we get that. Unbelievable. All right, let's get to some phone calls. Let's start off the show with Connor. Connor, welcome. How are you today? Doing good, Grant. How are you? Good, Connor. Thanks for calling. I just wanted to talk about all the NFL games yesterday, some thoughts I had. Yep. So the only thing with the Giants game, I mean, it wasn't pretty or flashy or anything, but they keep winning. The only thing I have to say about that is what a joke Kenny Galladay is. I mean, that guy, if it hits him in the chest, he can't catch a football. It's embarrassing. I mean, it's really hard to believe. And I was happy that Brian Dable benched him and he didn't play in the second half. Hey, listen, if you're a receiver and you can't catch a ball thrown right at you and you've been terrible all year, then guess what? You're not playing. So good for Brian Dable. Good for Brian Dable. It's ridiculous. And I'm not saying that he's dropping passes intentionally. That's not the point. But you're paying him a ton of money, and the guy has been absolutely pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think that this contract is one of the worst contracts in recent memory? Yes. Yes. I can't name one that's worse. The guy gives you zero production, zero production, zero. You know, thank God for Darius Slayton, who was buried under this coaching staff, and only because of necessity, he was able to get back on the field, and he's their best receiver right now. Yeah, I agree. And then what a game that Vikings-Bills game was. I mean, that game had everything, basically, that you could ask for. One of the great regular season games that we've ever watched and it had everything. 
you know, a fourth and 18, Jefferson with the great grab. You know, I mean, think about it, missing an exchange on the one foot line, touchdown Vikings, going down a field, a bad job by the replay, a replay official who did not stop the game to review. It was an incomplete pass, which gave Buffalo new life. They ended up tying the game, goes to overtime. I mean, the game had absolutely everything. And then you have Josh Allen, who, and I just talked about this with Sean Salisbury. If I'm a Bills fan, how can I trust Josh Allen in a big spot right now? Look at what he's done the last couple of weeks in the red zone. Guy's been terrible, awful. Yeah, I don't know if that has anything to do with his elbow injury. I mean, maybe if he's physically ailing a little bit, that'll affect his maybe his mental decision making. But I'm not too sure. Well, that you, he may have had an excuse yesterday. What was his excuse the last couple of weeks in the red zone uh, against Green Bay and against the Jets? So no, I just talked about this with Sean Salisbury. Has nothing to do with his elbow. Yeah, and then how about, I mean, the Colts, Jeff Saturday, and that's a hell of a story. I mean, I got to ask you, I mean, I thought that Matt Ryan, like, it was surprising to me that he started. I thought the consensus was it was still going to be Sam Ellinger. Well, Jeff Saturday believes in Matt Ryan, uh, believes in leadership, felt that he was the best guy, thought that he still has football left, and, you know, that's why he went in that direction, and it worked out, so... You know, I got to give Jeff Saturday credit. But, you know, the Raiders, on the other hand, Connor, what a freaking mess they are. Yeah, I mean, that's a disgrace of an organization. I mean, you look at yep. Mark Davis, I'm seeing a lot of flashes of Vivek Ranadive, and I'd hate to be a Raiders and Kings fans over the years. You're spot on. I think they're mirror images of one another. Uh, guys that think they know a lot more than they really do. Yeah, and then another thing, I mean, I think Justin Herbert, you're really seeing this guy needs Keenan Allen. He needs Mike Williams. I mean, yep. they need to come back quick for this team to turn it around. Yeah, when you, leave, when you lose those type of receivers, how could it not affect you? Of course it's going to affect you, and you're seeing it uh, with the Chargers. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I thought the Chargers and the Chiefs would be battling it out towards the end, but I think the Chargers uh, on the injury front at the skill position, they've just been, they've been hurt too much. They've been hurt with too many injuries. Yeah, and then as Giants fans, I mean, seeing the Packers beat the Cowboys in overtime was a good sight seeing to see. And yes, it was. I had a question but, about the whole. But 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 the Giants have already lost to Dallas, and they play uh, on Thanksgiving Day. So if the Giants lose that game, then they'll be behind Dallas because Dallas will own the tiebreaker. Because I think the Giants will beat the Lions on Sunday. Not a given, but I think they will. Now the Cowboys have the Vikings. I, I'll tell you right now, if I'm Dallas, this is a perfect time, in my opinion, to be playing the Vikings. They just had their Super Bowl in the regular season. I don't know how the Vikings don't come out a little flat next week. I really mean that. I think the Cowboys might be catching them at a good time. Yeah, and then I've heard a lot of people talking about Mike McCarthy's decision at the end of the game. I mean, I didn't see it, but was punting the ball not an option there? Like, if they were just talking about kicking a field goal. or going Yeah, but you don't really – you're not, you're not going to punt the ball at the 35-yard line. I mean – you know, if the ball goes in the end zone, you're only getting a net gain of 15 yards. You're trying to win the game, okay? You have fourth and a short four. The ball's at the 35, so it's a 52-yard kick into the wind at Lambeau Field, a field that Mike McCarthy knows very well. I really didn't have a problem with that. You know, it didn't work, but you have an offense that is capable. You have a fourth and manageable. You're trying to win the game. I, I didn't have a problem with that. I really didn't. I know he's getting raked over the coals for that, but – I don't have a problem with that. Again, the ball's at the 35, and in that condi- in those conditions, 
not that it was gale force winds, but it would have been a, you know, would have been a, a really good make uh, from a field goal. Oh, and by the way, you're only up by three. You're giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers, who still has plenty of time left. So I didn't have a problem with that. You're trying to score a touchdown in that situation. Yeah, that makes sense. And then the last comment I have is the uh, Jaguars and Chiefs game. I thought it was interesting. The Jaguars started with an onside kick and they recovered it. So that was yep. pretty. How often does that happen? Yeah, exactly. That was a bold decision to start a game. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, good hearing from you, Connor. Good leadoff man today. Take care, buddy. Thanks. You too. All right. Let's get to uh, Ryan in Sacktown. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, Grant. How you doing? I'm good, buddy. What's up? So I'm driving. Uh, get a bad connection. Let me know. I'm going to be quick. Uh, I just wanted to uh, bring up what uh, Sean brought up on the YouTube live show about Ohio State receiver Cameron Babb. That was one of the coolest moments in college football that I can remember. And seeing him and the way he was embraced by his teammates, I was pissed when the uh, refs threw a play. I felt that was disrespectful, but regardless, very happy for him. Thought it was an awesome moment for college football. Yep. Good job on your part. That was an awesome moment. That's what college sports to me is all about. No doubt, Grant. And as the assistant to the general manager of the If You Don't Like That Picks League, I have failed our teams by not getting Friday's picks down. So can I have 15 seconds to do a quick plug, Grant? Yes, please do. All right. So if you guys made picks on Friday, please send those to my Twitter uh, Ryan underscore in underscore Sacktown, or you can email them to me if you don't have Twitter at Rhino in, or excuse me, it's always at first, right? It's Rhino in Sacktown at gmail.com. I'll also be posting some stuff as well um, in case you're not listening right now, but I need all the picks for Friday. So Got it. thanks, Grant. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, for whatever reason, Friday's show did not record. Ryan asked me about the show on Friday. I go, man, I can't post it. It didn't record for some reason. So you can also hit me up, and I'll relay the messages uh, to Ryan as well. All right, so if you made your picks on the show Friday, we need them. We're going to go in the honor system. You know, as John said the other day, you know, we're not, we don't have a million-dollar first-place prize here. So, you know, we're basically doing this for fun. So if you were on the show Friday, and you made your picks, we need those for Ryan. And again, you can hit him up on Twitter. You can hit me up or however it works, okay? All right. So we can do it that way. All right. I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will put you on. Don't forget Jerry Reynolds on my YouTube live show coming up on Wednesday at 3 o'clock. All right. Let's move along. We get to uh, some other phone calls right here on a busy Monday with Justin. Hey, Justin. Hey, Grant. And can you hear me okay? Hear you loud and clear, Justin. Perfect. Hey, I just want to talk about the Kings a little bit. We'll change gears. Um, so with De'Aaron Fox this year, he his defense is very intense, especially fourth quarter. He's everywhere, all over the court. Um, how much do you attribute this to effort versus Mike Brown and coaching? Has Fox always had this where he's just been lazy because the Kings haven't been good? Or do you think that they're actually unlocking them with the, with the coaching? Or what do you think it is? I think it's a combination of everything. I also think Mike Brown has taken him out of the game this year uh, on occasions when he doesn't like his defense. So he sent the message. He goes, I don't care how well you're playing on offense, but 
you know, if you don't play the way you're capable of on defense, you're not playing. So I think it's a combination of everything. Um, I think he's really bought in. I didn't think he was bought in last year. And yeah. you can see it. You know, I think it, he, he got a new lease on life. I think uh, Sabonis has been great for him. You know, their pick and roll, the way they play, uh, yeah. I think it's been the best thing for De'Aaron Fox. And I was listening to your show yesterday also. You were saying the one player the Kings cannot be without is Fox. Um, Correct. I, I kind of – I think that it's actually Sabonis. Um, Sabonis ad- averages slightly more assists per game than Fox. Also, if you look at the lineup, I mean, if Fox goes out, obviously Mitchell's a drop-off, but he'll still be able to facilitate. But if we lose Sabonis, we have zero bigs really that can contribute like that, that can run the offense, that can command double teams. So I really think – the. I, I just think Sabonis is the key because we have nobody else out there that could that can do what he does. Well, I think you brought up a very good point. I would call it 1A and 1B. The reason why I said Fox is Fox is the ball-dominant guy on this team. And you write about Sabonis and his assist. You make a great point about the offense running through him. But I just think the way De'Aaron Fox pushes the tempo with the ball all the time, I just think that's going to be very, very difficult to uh, duplicate. You saw what happened in the one game that Fox did not play this year at Miami. You know, the offense struggled at times, and I think that would be the case. But, yeah, I can see, you know, if they lose Sabonis, it's not going to be a picnic either. So I I understand where you're coming from, Justin. You made some good points. An interesting fact, too, with Sabonis is I was actually just looking up the assists, and he he actually averages more assists than Vladi Divac ever has per game throughout his career. So it's just – I just really like the team we have. I like seeing Sabonis out there. I think Fox with the Halliburton trade – has really, as they say, become the unlocked Fox. And I'm just, I'm sure you've seen it all over Twitter too, where everybody's bagging the Kings, saying the Kings gave away uh, Halliburton for free. It's just just garbage. I'm tired of national media. Well, you know, Justin, I did a rant on this today. You can check out my YouTube rant if you don't like that with Grant Napier. And I did a whole rant on this today. So I'm glad that you're bringing that up. And also remember who DeMontis' father was, okay? Yes, Arvidas. And Arvidas is considered by many as the greatest big the greatest passing big man in the history of the sport of basketball so you know if you grew up in that family and you didn't pass you probably weren't fed okay so (laughs) you know there's a lot there's a there's a lot there on that uh, family tree cool well thank you grant i appreciate it um and then just what what's your take i know you take increments of five games and we have an easy three game or i mean you can't say easy um kings should be favored over the next three games at home uh what do you think we come out in the next five games um which would either put us above or below 500 well right now they're three and oh because that five games started with cleveland so you've got cleveland you beat the lakers you beat golden state so there's two more games left got it i i, I only worry about the next game i know we do talk five game increments but you know, Brooklyn lost last night. They're playing better. They got a superstar in Durant. A couple of guys didn't play last night, including Seth Curry. They're going to be playing. So um, they've already done well in this five-game increment. The, the road trip coming up is really, really difficult. So they need to pad the schedule, Justin. There's no question about it. Yep. I think I think they'll at least go two and one with this homestand. Uh, be what would that be? Eight and nine and uh, or eight and what is that? Eight and yep. seven. So go on to the road well, the, and be up. And Kings yeah. have played well on the road so far. So I think, I think, yeah. we'll, uh, think it'll be turn out well. Thanks, Justin. Good hearing from you. Thank I you. appreciate your phone call. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here with uh, Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you, Jeff? Man, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm good, buddy. Hey, uh, so I, I wanted to talk about the 49ers, if you don't mind. Uh, so it was interesting to see how uh, Shanahan was trying to 
split up the backfield with McCaffrey and Mitchell. Actually, Mitchell gained more yards than McCaffrey. He had yes. for like 90 yards, I think on 18 carries, something like that. But yep. anyways, I, I was just quite interesting to see that. And I'm wondering how that's going to play out. Uh, you know, you know, I it just didn't seem like the offense gelled in the first half because of, you know, because of without McCaffrey in there and everything else. So, but I think Yeah, I, I think they're still trying to figure it all out. I think they're just trying to figure out best combinations and everything. I mean, McCaffrey's not going to be in every down back. I mean, you know, the way they're going to utilize him. So I don't really see any negatives to that, Jeff. I think those are all positives. Right. Keep them healthy. I mean, don't burn them out, I guess. You know, that'd be good. Less, yep. less him getting hurt if you split up the carries. But I yes, did indeed. want to talk... I did want to talk about that egregious personal foul and ejection. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I did. Andre Greenlaw, I don't understand that. The game's not played in slow motion. The game is played in fast speed, and uh, I think it's more of his reputation than anything else, and I didn't agree with it. I know by the rule it's head-to-head, but, you know, uh, that the, Herbert was pretty much pushed at the last second, right. and that changed that changed the trajectory of the tackle. I, I think there needs you need to take into account that. I, I did not agree with that call. Grant, Grant, if that's a running back, is that call made? Nope. Yeah. See, there you go. There you go. Double standards for these friggin' quarterbacks to get out there and run. You know, I mean, they're they're just like a running back, and but they they hold these quarterbacks up like they're, you know, they're Cinderellas, yep. and it's just pathetic. Anyway, I agree. I I thank you, and I appreciate you going on the lives after the uh, the Kings thank you. game. It was kind of challenging last night with the 49ers and Kings on at the same time. I know. Yep. But, uh, anyways, all right, you have a good one, Grant. Talk to you later. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen App, and we bring in Thomas. Thomas, welcome to the show on a crazy Monday. How are you, Thomas? Grant, how are you doing today? I'm good, Thomas. What's happening? Hey, just a follow-up on Fox. You know, he kind of – said it himself here, you know, like he says when he was out of the game, he could rely on his team to finish or whatever in, in past years, right? If he played all out and he played hard, it didn't matter because if, they, if he was resting, he would have no team because we had people who couldn't shoot, couldn't play, defend. So he just said, screw it, I'm just not going to tear my body up, you know, I'm back off. But now he's confident that, okay, if I'm not in, uh, you know, the, the rest of the team has bought in, you know. So I feel that he's he's basically um, saying, hey, I've got the group now, so I'm going to start playing. And it's just raised his, you know, being able to be coached, you know, from, from uh, where Brown was in San Antonio, you know, where, you know, using that where you can get on the best player. But I, I just think that he's he's happy because because he has a group now says, Oh, wait a minute now, these guys can actually defend and make baskets and now he's got you know Sabonis too. So Well, everything's going well right now and you know they will this this team will hit a rough stretch at some point. I mean it's it's not like they're gonna win every game they're gonna play. They're gonna hit a rough stretch and then it will be interesting to oh, see yeah. how, how everyone reacts. But you know, as far as Fox goes, you know, I have a little bit of a different take on this. The Kings gave him a max contract. And with that max contract comes responsibility of leadership and things of that nature. And I called him out last year because I thought he was very unprofessional 
uh, for the first couple of months of the season. I thought he was going through the motions. I thought that he had taken his money and run. He wasn't, uh, he looked disinterested. He didn't look like he was enjoying himself. But you know what I mean? When you sign that contract, when you put pen to paper and you're making $30 million a year and the team gave you uh, the, the uh, responsibility and the confidence to be the man, then you need to be that guy. And this year he's doing it. I thought he turned his season around last year after the trade of Sabonis. So better late than never. But I was not, I was not happy with De'Aaron Fox in the first couple months of the season last year. I did not think he was honoring the commitment with his contract. But he is now, and I'm very happy to see that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's almost woke, almost, where these athletes come out and sign that. But he should have played no matter what, signing that big contract. That's a deal, yeah. you know. Yep, and but absolutely. He, he sat he sat down, hopefully to get maybe traded or whatever. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you too. But now he picks it up because he sees, yep. hey, this could this could happen. But yeah, all right. Well, have a good one, Grant, and uh, nice talking to you. Nice talking to you too, Thomas. Appreciate it. All right, let's move along. Let's get to uh, Jerry right here on Listen Up. Jerry, hope you had a good weekend. How are you, buddy? Yes, I did, sir. How was your weekend, Grant? It was very good. Thank you. Hey Grant, I want to talk about the Derek Carr, con- uh, Derek Carr, Derek Carr press conference. Um, yes. Grant, when uh, when a reporter asked, uh, no, um, uh, oh boy, uh, let me try to spit it out here. When he was saying that he doesn't believe everybody's all in, uh, and uh, when they interviewed uh, Josh McDaniels, uh, a reporter asked him, "Who do you think Carr was talking about?" and uh, the coach says that you need to ask him about that. Don't you think it should be the coach that's calling out his players like that? No, I think that's that way Josh McDaniels should have said that. He's not the one that made the comment. Derek Carr made the comment. So I think that that's the appropriate way for a coach to handle it. He said, don't ask me. I didn't make the comment. Ask Derek Carr. No, I don't. I think that's exactly the way he should have handled that. I have no problem with Carr. I thought his press conference was uh, fine. I accepted that as a sports fan. If I were a fan of the Raiders, I would have accepted that. And no, I don't believe that. uh, I think Josh McDaniels answered that the way I would have answered it. I would have said the same thing. Ask him. He's the one that made the comment. So I don't have a problem with it. And Grant, I'm a 49er fan, Grant, but I'm just, uh, I mean, I'm so puzzled uh, that uh, that, uh, what they did last year, bringing in Devontae Adams, you would think they would have got better, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, uh, they were in the playoffs last year. And... They bring in an explosive Devontae Adams, which should make you better. And they're one of the very worst teams in the National Football League. To me, to me, it's coaching. I mean, how else am I going to blame it? I got to put it right on the coach. Grant, how long do you give uh, Mr. Davis uh, before he gets rid of Josh McDaniels? Not too much longer. Mark Davis and the Davis family's reputation is they don't have a lot of patience. And, you know, even though... McDaniels is on a long-term deal. I, I wouldn't surprise me if he's a one and done. I mean, it would not surprise me at all. It really wouldn't. All right, sir. Well, Grant, thanks for taking my call, Grant. Jerry, always a pleasure. Have all a right, great uh, rest of the day. Thank okay. you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I really mean that. I, that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Why would I be surprised if the Raiders have a new head coach after this year? And If that's the case, Josh McDaniel is never going to get a head coaching job again. That would be two disasters, one in Denver and one with the Raiders. And he'll go back and he'll be an offensive coordinator again. You know, he'll be Norb Turner. Nothing wrong with that, but something's not right. That's for sure. You can't really, you know, camouflage what's going on. Okay. Now the last, the first couple of weeks, they had some tough losses. They played well. They were competitive, but what's your excuse now the last couple of weeks, right? What, what, what do you, what do you look at now? I mean, they're pathetic, are they not? How else would you, I mean, evaluate the Raiders? Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Plain and simple. Absolutely awful. You know, awful. And if you're, if you're a fan of that franchise, all right, let's just call it the way it is. You want Josh McDaniels back as your head coach? You want McDaniels to be the guy? Do you think that's the best coach for that football team based on what you've seen this year with the talent that they have? I mean, it's the same team that last year they went in and won week 17 against the Chargers. Did they not, right? And what happened? They get rid of, excuse me, they get rid of Rich Versace. Why? Why would you get rid of your coach for The players love playing for him. Why would you do that? I don't get it. But I, I here, here's what I do know. The standings are there for a reason. And the Raiders' standings tell the whole story. They tell the story. You, know, you can't, it's not like you are, you, you can't sit there and go, well, you know, no, no, no. The, the standings are there for a reason, and the Raiders are pathetic this year. They've had an embarrassing season, and I don't have any problem with Josh McDaniel telling the press, ask him. He's the one that said it. I would have said the same thing. I don't have a problem with that. All right, again, if you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon, uh, and we will do it. Again, coming up. On Wednesday, on my YouTube live channel, Jerry Reynolds. Have a lot of fun talking with Jerry. That is coming up for you on Wednesday at 3 o'clock Pacific. Kings, Nets, and you talk about Durant. You talk about, you know, the Kyrie Irving debacle. Who knows what's going on with that? I, I, your guess is as good as mine. You know, I, I, I would have no idea. Seriously. And the Nets... If I'm a player on the Nets, the last thing I want is Kyrie Irving coming back right now. I wouldn't want Kyrie Irving coming back right now. Why would I? You know, you want to talk about a distraction. I mean, good Lord, right? Talk about it. I mean, do you want that if you're on the team? 
You want that? I wouldn't. Plain and simple. I wouldn't want Kyrie Irving right now around this team. It's going to be a circus. But the New York media? No. Absolutely not. All right, again, I want to hear from you. We got the Kings to talk about last night. Appreciate all of those that uh, joined me on Listen App last night for the Kings postgame show. We've got uh, Monday Night Football with the uh, Eagles trying to remain undefeated. we got the rest of the NFL. And if you want to talk about your favorite team, we can do that as well uh, in the National Football League. Bucks look like they are going to take control of the NFC South. How awful is that division? How awful are they? So, you know, again, we're going to see Tom Brady in the playoffs again, barring injury. And you're going to see the Bucks, who are going to, in all likelihood, be a playoff team. And when the playoffs start, people are going to be going, don't overlook the Bucks." You know, Eagles right now undefeated. They're, they're not going to go undefeated. We know that. The Vikings look for real. The 49ers, you know, to me, those are the teams. And I've talked about this, and I'm not just talking about this after yesterday. I don't trust Dak Prescott in a big spot. I don't. And I thought his two interceptions yesterday were horrible. Terrible reach, particularly in the red zone up 7 nothing, And you have a chance to really quiet that Lambeau crowd. And that was a horrible, horrible throw. And I don't, listen, I don't expect quarterbacks to play perfect football. I really don't. But I'm, if I'm a Cowboys fan, and I'm in a big spot. Am I trusting Dak Prescott? And I wouldn't trust Josh Allen right now if I'm a Buffalo Bills fan in a big spot. I mean, you're going to trust Josh Allen to go on the road and make better decisions? I mean, his decision-making in the last couple of weeks has been horrible. I, I don't get that. I do not understand what has happened to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. I mean, his turnovers... And I, again, I thought it started back on Monday Night Football with the Packers. He got very sloppy in that fourth quarter. And then he was sloppy against the Jets. And then yesterday, you know, I thought his explanation on the first interception was fine. He said, well, it's fourth down. He said it doesn't really do any good to take a sack or throw the ball out of bounds there. We're trying to make a play. All right, I get that. But the last one in overtime, what are you looking at? You know, for a quarterback with his experience, how, how could you make that throw? Brutal. It's a bad job by Josh Allen. And the fumble on the center exchange, I don't know. You know, I thought Sean Salisbury made a great point. So, so many quarterbacks now are in the gun all the time. They don't play from under center. They don't take a lot of snaps. So that, that could be part of it as well. But that was a tremendous football game. And that's a game... That may, and in all likelihood, end up costing Buffalo a home game in the playoffs. So that wasn't just any loss. That's a huge loss. They're in third place in that division right now. Think about that. They're behind Miami, and they are behind the Jets. Digest that for a minute. The Bills are the third-place team. The Jets. The freaking New York Jets. Raise your hand if you had the Jets as a playoff team ahead of the Bills in the middle of November. <laughs> How about that for you? The Jets and the Giants. Explain that, would you? You know how you explain that? The National Football League, where you can go from being really bad to really good overnight. You can. It happens every 
single year. And the other way, too. Look at the Rams this year. Last time I checked, the Rams won the Super Bowl, right? The Rams are awful this year. It's amazing. Look at the Packers, even though they had a big win yesterday. The Packers were the number one seed in the NFC last year. The Packers right now don't look like they're going to be in the playoffs. So in the NFL, you can go from being really good to really bad or vice versa. And we're seeing that. We are seeing that with the Jets and the Giants. I mean, I thought both the Jets and the Giants would be lucky this year to have a combined eight wins. That's how bad I thought those teams were going to be. And I thought the Giants, with their salary cap issues and not being able to add on in the offseason to the team, would be lucky to win five games. Lucky to win five games. And here they are with the Lions coming in on Sunday and a chance to be knocking on the door of a playoff spot before Thanksgiving. That's crazy. Speaking of Thanksgiving, they play at Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. And I, I think, you know, I'm looking at the Cowboys. That was a bad loss for them yesterday. You're up by 14 in the fourth and you lose that game. Can't have that if you're a Cowboys fan. That's a bad, bad loss. All right, if you want to get in on the show today, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. The uh, Kings and uh, Nets on this being an off day. Sacramento really starting to find themselves. Had a good ebb and flow of the game yesterday. I thought, uh, I said this last night on the listen up, I thought the way they ended the third quarter was very big. Gave them a pad going into the fourth. And even though they lost the lead, they were able to regain it. They went back and forth for a little bit in that fourth. Uh, and then they found out a way to win the game. So you know how we talk about early in the season? takes about 20 games or 25 games to really know an opponent. The Cavaliers, to me, are a perfect example of that. They came in 8-2, and 8-1 and one to start the West Coast trip, and they've lost to everyone they played on the trip. So maybe the Cavs aren't as good as we thought they were. They lost to the Clippers. They lost to the Kings. They lost to the Warriors. They lost to the Timberwolves. No, maybe they're not as good as we thought. takes 20, 25 games to figure it all out. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. And we're going to bring in Jay. Jay, uh, hit your hand icon or hit your microphone. There you go. Hi, Jay. How are you? Hey, Grant. Nice to talk to you again. Um, Thank you, Jay. I know this is not because I'm a big uh, Chicago Bears fan. I'm yep. originally from Chicago. So I was just wondering, uh, if, did you get a chance to see uh, Justin Fields play yesterday or any of the highlights? Yep. What do you think about yep. him? I think he's very good, and he's uh, the last four games, I think, since they changed the play calling uh, with the play caller, I think he's been a completely different quarterback. I think they're utilizing his skill set better, but they also lost, too. You know, I, not that they yeah, lost because of Justin yeah. Fields, but uh, he's a dynamic-looking player. My question is, you know, with him running as much as he runs, are you going to be able to keep him healthy? But I love the way they're using his skill set. You know, I do a show uh, with Sean Salisbury, and he said, you know, Justin Fields, to me, this is Sean talking. He said, Justin Fields mm -hmm. to me looks like he's playing at Ohio State right now. He's yeah. playing the exact same way in the, with the Bears as he did at Ohio State, where he was, you know, a prolific, prolific, great no, quarterback. You no, know, it looks like college football out there for him right now. Yes. It, yes, it does. It's, yep. uh, it's amazing. Um, 
but yeah, I guess that's all I uh, was wondering. Cause yeah, I, like I said, I'm a big uh, Bears fan and it's weird to see a, a cool, awesome quarterback for once. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it's weird. <laughs> well, you know what, Jay, I don't have to tell you, he's putting a lot of excitement back into a dead franchise. That's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you no, went through, definitely. You, you went, you know, you went through the Mitchell Trubisky fiasco and then you're like, oh, my gosh, it set us back a couple of years. Then you make a risky trade. And let's not kid anybody. It was a risky deal giving away two firsts to the Giants. And now you're looking back and go, well, it was the right move. We got our franchise quarterback. So, yeah. you know, Bears fans got to be very happy. No, and it's so funny because we all go from, uh, oh, my God, this guy's a bust to, hey, we're Super Bowl contenders next year. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's very so. funny. You know what? Um, I'll tell you, in the NFL, you can go from being really bad to a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. the Bears look like – and listen, you and I know this. The Bears still have a lot of issues on the team they have to fix, but it certainly doesn't look like quarterback's one of them. No, exactly. Well, thanks, Grant. Uh, you have a great day. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for uh, chiming in. Yeah, Fields is freaking fun to watch, man. That guy's unbelievable. Yeah, he's like a – he's a quick six waiting to happen every time he touches the football. I mean, he really is. God, he's dynamic. He really is. He's fun to watch. Really fun to watch. All right, if you want to get on before we wrap up the show, hit your hand icon uh, and we will do it. Also, if you made picks on the show Friday, since for whatever reason the show did not record, Ryan needs your picks from Friday so you can hit him up on social media. You can send it to me on social media and I'll send it to him as well. But if you have his social media information, that's the best way to do it. Again, if you were on this show Friday, and you made your picks on the air Friday, then Ryan needs them. But we're going by the honor system. You know, we're not giving away, you know, a million dollars here, as John said. All right? So we'll be on the honor system with our picks on uh, Friday. All right. Uh, don't forget, Wednesday, 3 o'clock Pacific, YouTube Live with Jerry Reynolds. We've got a lot going on this week, busy week. I don't know yet about a Kings-Nets postgame show because of travel. But I'll do my best. I'll let you know. All right? Make it a great day. Thank you so much for being here on Listen Up. So long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.